Hey there, it's Ophira. Are you a student or recent graduate who loves public radio and podcasts? Do you soak up odd facts like a fresh sponge and then immediately hit the books to fact check it? Then you know what you should be? Our fall intern. And guess what? It's paid and it's in New York City, baby. It's an incredible opportunity and the deadline is... Sunday, May 22nd. That's right. So get on it. Just go to npr.org slash internship. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. You should try out the NPR One app on your phone for conversations you will not hear anywhere else. Like this week, you can find Guy Raz's exclusive interview with TED curator Chris Anderson, where they discuss the TED phenomenon and secrets to giving a great TED Talk. Find their conversation by searching TED Radio on the NPR One app, where you can also find stories from your local station and more great podcasts. NPR One is on your app store right now. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Ask me another. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Our VIP is best known for her role as Suzanne Crazy Eyes Warren on the Netflix series Orange is the New Black. But I have to tell you, I just met her backstage, and I'd say she has loving, kind, beautiful eyes. But that's just how great of an actor she is. She can do a huge range of eyes. She can do tender eyes. She can do terrifying eyes, vulnerable eyes, Betty Davis eyes, heat vision eyes. Not everybody can do that. She can do private eyes. She can even do public radio eyes, which turns out to be exactly the same as crazy eyes. (laughs) Our VIP is Uzo Aduba. Our first game is called Hello, Little Friend. And here to play it are Laura Zabolotsky and Patrick Andrews. Laura, how did I do with your name? Was it all right? That was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to get an A, but you'll take it. No, you didn't say it with a Russian accent, but it was as good as oh, you could get. Oh, yeah, let me hear it with a Russian answer. Zabolotsky. Zabolotsky. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a James Bond villain. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, who is your little friend? I think my littlest friend is uh, my guitar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You play guitar. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Jonathan? I don't know why you got to turn it around on me. I, I have no problems with the size of my guitar. It's fine. <laughs> Who is your little friend, Laura? I thought about this and New Jersey. New Jersey? This is, oh, this is a great answer. I like both of these answers. Why is New Jersey your little friend? Uh, well, I'm from New Jersey. I moved to, uh, I moved to Brooklyn in December, but I feel like it's constantly just like, poking its little head out. I have like one too many drinks and the accent comes out and everyone's like, did you say coffee? I'm like, yes, I did. I'm sorry. Okay, we're talking about the uh, little friend because the most famous line in the film Scarface has to be, say hello to my little friend. But the way Pacino yells it, say hello to my little friend. So in this game, I'll be asking you some odd questions and you are going to respond with your best Al Pacino impression. Oh, no. Let's go to our house musician and impersonator extraordinaire, <laughs> Jonathan Colton, for an example. Uh, Ophira, I have to say that was a fantastic uh, Pacino you just did. Say hello to my little very friend. Good. You've been practicing. So if we asked, can I meet your female chicken? <laughs> we, might, we might ask that. You would say, say hello to my little hen. <laughs> you signed up for this, so... <laughs> You sort of have to. Oh, my God. I know. We've made Scarface adorable. Now it's like, now it's like just a little cut face. <laughs> okay, and the winner, of course, will move on to our final round at the end of the show. Here we go. Can I greet your basic monetary unit of Japan? Patrick. Say hello to my little yen. <laughs> yeah. 
Can I make the acquaintance of your two-time Oscar winner for Mystic River and Milk? Patrick. Say hello to my little Sean Penn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can I meet the video bit that used to come at the end of every episode of The Daily Show with Jon Stewart? Laura. Say hello to my little moment of zen. <laughs> yes. I heard the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the Pacino accent. Still, <laughs> the little jersey. Still jersey in there. Yeah, scared me. I liked it. <laughs> Can I be introduced to the capital of Wyoming? Patrick. Say hello to my little Cheyenne. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you went with the rhyme and you got it right. <laughs> Would you present me to the first American astronaut to orbit the Earth? Patrick. Say hello to my little Jean Glenn. <laughs> That's right. I'm pretty sure John Glenn has actually said that. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Can I be introduced to your small animated chihuahua who happens to be best friends with a cat named Stimpy? Laura. Say hello to my little Ren. Yes, exactly. Beautiful. <laughs> This is your last clue. Would you present me to your 24-hour news channel, started by Ted Turner? Patrick. Say hello to my little CNN. Yes! <laughs> Let's go to our puzzle guru, our Chung. How did our contestants do? They both did great, but Patrick, you and your little friend are moving on <laughs> to the Ask Me Another final round. Hello to our next contestants, Chelsea Schuler and Stephanie Goldberg. <laughs> Stephanie, fellow Canadian. Yeah. Are you visiting from BC? Visiting, yeah. Got in this morning. You got in this morning? Yeah. Where do you live in, in British Columbia? Vancouver. You do live in Vancouver. Yeah. Lovely place. Oh, yes, because you work at the University of British Columbia doing social media for the School of Law. Yeah. Uh, and Chelsea, you just moved to New York as well. No. I mean, uh, sorry, you're, she was visiting. You, did you not just move to New York? Um, I've been here about three and a half years. Oh, three so. and a half yeah. years. Yeah. What <laughs> brought you here? It was pretty impulsive. I came out for a job interview and... They offered me the job on a Wednesday, wanted me to start Monday, so I just canceled my return ticket and kind of stayed, so. Wow. <laughs> All right, well, now I have a question for our puzzle guru. Art, what do these words have in common? Champagne, sandwich, and bohemian, other than the ingredients for the perfect first date. <laughs> Well, Afira, as you know, those are all toponyms, which are words that are derived from place names. Champagne, sandwich, and bohemia are all places in Europe. And in this game, we're going to explain the origins of some words that you may never have realized were toponyms. And you just tell us the word we're talking about. Make sense? <laughs> sure. <laughs> just stare at me blankly if the answer is yes. Okay, here we go. According to legend, in ancient Greece, a messenger ran some 25 miles to Athens to announce victory over the Persians. The town he started from gives its name to what modern sporting event? Chelsea. Marathon? That's right. There was a messenger that only went halfway, and that town is called Half Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right next to Marathon, there's uh, the town 100-meter dash. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very close. Very weird. Yeah. Very close by. This type of men's formal wear originated in the 1860s with the Prince of Wales, but soon became fashionable in a wealthy enclave for New York's social elite, the village from which it gets its name. Chelsea. Tuxedo? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Have either of you been to Tuxedo, New York? I did not know that was a place. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's real. It's, yeah. it's a cool place, but it, you, uh, to live there, you have to rent. <laughs> <laughs> the story goes that William Webb Ellis broke the rules of soccer by catching the ball and running with it, thus inventing this sport named for the school and town where Ellis was at the time. Chelsea. Football? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is not. 
It is not football. That is a good guess, though. Stephanie, do you know the answer? California kickball. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah, what is, is, that, that? is that? Is that, <laughs> is that kickball while you're high? Is that what that is? Uh. <laughs> California kickball. How is it different from oh, other state kickball? <laughs> It's, I guess, also soccer baseball. You, like, you have a baseball set up with a diamond, and uh -huh. then instead of like, pitching it, you roll it, and then you kick the ball. But you call it California kickball. We always just kickball. called it kickball. It's just called kickball. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like Canadian bacon. It's just bacon. Just it's bacon. just bacon, yeah. 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 Bacon. That's the thing. Canadians are so overly specific. <laughs> <laughs> We're an accurate people. <laughs> you are. You're very accurate. This term for dividing <laughs> a region... You, you, you tell them what the oh, sorry. Is. I didn't say what the answer was. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, this lady here very much wants to tell me what the answer is. What's the answer? It's rugby. It is rugby. You're correct. This term for dividing a region into smaller, often antagonistic units comes from the area in southeastern Europe where such a thing was done in the 19th and 20th centuries. Stephanie. Feudal system? No, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Chelsea, do you know the answer? No. <laughs> no. Uh, how about a hint from our puzzle Sure, group? it's named after a peninsula where Albania, Bulgaria, and Greece are located. <laughs> Just think about where those countries are <laughs> on a like, map. That does not help me in any way. I have an American education. No, I hear you. <laughs> are those countries? Who knows? Maybe. No, no, no guesses? Balkan? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so what's the... Can you be more, say more syllables? I... Balkan something. Bal... Balking? Balking division? Balkanizing? Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure, yes. The answer is yes. Balkanization is what we were looking for, but yeah. All right. I was about to accept balkaning. <laughs> it's like, good enough, yeah, it's possible. You, you had me at Balkan. <laughs> After mozzarella, it's the second most popular type of cheese in the United States, but it's actually named after a village in Somerset County, England, where it's been produced since the 12th century. Stephanie. Cheddar? Cheddar is right. <laughs> Name a cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The town of Velveeta? <laughs> <laughs> Something not real about that place. Yeah. It's from the county of Wiz. <laughs> Wiz. <laughs> the county of Wiz. Introduced on July 5th, 1946, this two-piece swimwear was named after the Pacific Ocean location where the U.S. had performed an atomic test earlier that week. Chelsea. Bikini? Bikini is right. Okay, Art Chung, any idea how our contestants did in this game? Yeah. <laughs> It was a tough game, but Chelsea, congratulations. You're moving on to the final round. Coming up, our VIP, the Emmy-nominated actress from Orange is the New Black, Uzo Aduba, will be brought out for questioning. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. A quick shout out to one of our sponsors who brings you this message, Target. If you haven't yet, you have to check out Made to Matter, handpicked by Target. There's 100% vegan mascara from Pacifica made with natural ingredients, and Suja created a line of waters that contain billions of probiotics, are low in sugar, and 100% organic. Check them out and the rest of the better for you products Made to Matter has to offer at Target.com slash Made to Matter. Support for Ask Me Another comes from LearnVest. LearnVest is an online financial advice company focused on empowering people nationwide to make smart decisions with their money. If you want to know how to aggressively pay down your student loans, LearnVest can help with that. If you want to know how much you should put aside for savings or contribute to your retirement account, yep, they're on it. They'll create a custom financial plan, plus they'll pair you with a financial planner to help you keep on track. To see a sample plan and get a $50 credit, go to learnvest.com slash another.
You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and please welcome our very important puzzler, Uzo Aduba. super happy to have you. I'm stoked to be here. Now, I know that you had a very unusual audition uh, for Orange is the New Black. Yes. You did not go in for the character you are playing. No. It's not even like crazy eyes and then like I went in for the part of like somewhat crazy eyes. (laughs) (laughs) I I went in and I read for the part of Janae who plays a track star. So pretty much I went in because they told, you know, I ran track in high school and in college. So we thought that would be a good fit. Sure. I went in, I read, and I came home um, a few weeks later. And my agent called and they said, "Uh, we have good news for you. I said, okay, great. They said, do you remember that show you went in for, Orange is the New Black? And I said, yeah, totally. They said, do you remember that part you read for? I was like, yes, the track star, totally remember. And they were like, awesome. Well, you didn't get it. (laughs) I was like, oh, great. So that's good news. So that's what we do now. We're now telling actors when we don't get parts. Okay, great. Um, So your your schedule's free. Exactly, exactly. And they said, no, you didn't get it, but they would like to offer you another part. Is it true that you quit acting 45 minutes before you received that call? Yes. What do you mean you quit acting? I did. I mean, like... I, I I really truly did, which is probably why when they're like, we have great news, and like they were like, you didn't get it. I was like, well, okay, well, that's fine. I quit anyway. But was, you know, um, I had quit the day that that day, that very day, because I had gone for an audition for another show, and um, I was late, and I remember feeling like, wow, I think that audition went really well, but you're not gonna get it because you were 20 minutes late. And this is God, the universe, telling you this is not for you. Because all summer long, when I had been auditioning for you know, film and television, it had been like, no, no, mm, no, you know, like <laughs> the whole time. And so I felt like this is not yours. You're trying to chase something that isn't yours. And so I had gone home and quit. And I was like, okay, my parents, you know, my family's from Nigeria. I was like, you know, they always wanted me to be a lawyer when I was a kid. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to have, yeah, going back to this, I was like, I should go to law school, not do the other, you know, like, like the story earlier, you know. And then you get a call, and I guess uh, the universe was like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Would, yeah. You, would you take crazy eyes? Exactly. Just as a, uh, <laughs> and in my head the whole time, I was trying to figure out, like, what in my audition would have ever <laughs> said, you know, she's not quite right for the track star, but she's totally right for, like, the crazy girl. But you know what? In all sincerity, it wound up being the best thing because when I met her on the page, I felt so at home. I don't know what that says about me also, but, like, I just felt like, <laughs> you know, like, that felt like really just the perfect marriage. It was just awesome. Did it feel like, oh, I can be like the most random, uh, bizarre <laughs> side of myself? A little, like a release. Maybe? A really, yeah, a little bit. But I, I remember just right away, it ticked off like a lot of ideas. And obviously, like it's a groundbreaking script because it's ta- it's taking place within a women's prison. Uh, all yeah. you know, uh, what what do we have? Sixteen, seventeen characters yeah. that are all women. Yeah. When you first met the character, it was Piper going through the cafeteria and she was trying to decide where to sit. And all these groups, she wasn't sure if she wanted to sit with them. And then you know, the the writer Marco he wrote. And then she looks at a table and there sits Page Turn, crazy eyes. <laughs> And it it described her as being innocent like a child, except children aren't scary. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, right? It didn't say anything about her relationship with other inmates in the prison or how she, it was just said that scary, but children would find her. (laughs) Terrifying. Terrifying. Exactly. And I was like, that's a really specific way to describe someone in this (laughs) particular setting. And I remember right away, I had this image that came alive in my head of a woman 
with a pacifier in her mouth and a sledgehammer in her hand. Okay, so we're, gonna, we're about to find out more about you because you are going to help us uh, with this next game that yeah. is about you. We'll be subjecting you to your, a challenge later okay. in the show. But right now, let's uh, bring out your contestant. Please welcome to the stage, Lisa Chung. Yes. Hello, Lisa. Hi. How's it going? Good, good. Lisa? Uzo, Uzo, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi. I'm How are you? I'm, I'm such a big fan, so. Oh, man, yes. thanks for watching. Yeah, thanks, thanks for being on. <laughs> uh, you're a fan of the show? Yes, I am. Like, when you watch it, what is one of the things that you love the most about it? Um, just the diversity of the cast. It's, it's not your stereotypical one guy looking for love, or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. And it, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, and Lisa, do you see yourself in any of the characters? I could see myself in Sonic. Um, I guess I come from a middle-class affluent background, and, you know, you, some of the characters are from a middle-class background, and they just took a couple of wrong turns, and mm -hmm. there they are in prison. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> And I could, I could potentially end up there if I'm yeah. not careful. <laughs> I feel like you're watching it for a different reason. You're like, all right, I'm not going to do that. That choice. <laughs> okay, so Lisa, this game is called Random Questions with Uzo Duba. We have asked Uzo some random questions about herself, uh, such as, how do you like your chocolate and vanilla swirl in a cup or in a cone? To which Uzo replied, A cone. A cone. <laughs> so all you have to do is guess how you think she would have answered the question. I, I think I can do that. And why a cone? I mean, other than the fact that I totally agree with you. <laughs> yes. Because you can't eat the cup? Yeah. I know. <laughs> like, I was like, you can't eat, yeah, I can't eat the cone. <laughs> So here we go. As you may know, Uzo ran track for Boston University, and she has completed both the New York and Boston marathons. So what did she say was more hardcore, the 100-meter dash or running 26 miles? 26 miles. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's tough. I've never done it. Brutal. Yeah, why do it? I yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, I ran. I ran for um um for a lot, both times. I ran for two cancer organizations. I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say around mile eighteen, you're like, couldn't I have just, you know, sold Girl Scout cookies or something, <laughs> you know? But like, you know, like, but it's a worthy cause. It is. I mean, when you finish, though, you guys. It is like the greatest sense of accomplishment while your legs are shaking underneath you and you can barely recognize your family. You're really, yeah. really glad you did it. Right. You're really glad you did it. Who would Uzo rather have a girls' night on the town with? The fictional characters from Scandal or the real housewives of Atlanta? The real housewives of Atlanta. The Scandal ladies. Oh. The Scandal Ladies. Yeah. Yeah. What do you love about that show? I mean, I love that show. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love Scandal. Cannot get enough. Olivia and Quinn. I mean, I could just. Yeah. I would be really wanting. Melly. I would want to. I mean. I, the, the, These I, are your friends. That's my jam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like. I would be there. How many unread email messages are typically in Uzo's inbox? Three or 300? I'd say three, hmm. because you seem like a very on the ball sort of person. Look at that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wrote three million. <laughs> I told my sister one time, she works in corporate, and you know, they get like hundreds of emails a day, and I was like, Cheech, I was so overwhelmed, and she was like, why? I was like, I had to have gotten at least 
10 emails. <laughs> I, like, I don't even know how I'm going to respond to all of this. Uzo is a classically trained opera singer. Would she choose to be in a production of Carmen or would she rather be in a production of Jesus Christ Superstar? I'm going to go with Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's the dream? Yes. I really would like to do Judas. Oh, yes. yeah. Like one day, just like, and like kind of like the movie version where it's like, bing, 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 bing. you know, like it just be like, my mind is killer. Like the whole version. Yeah, well, uh, I have a feeling that this, as soon as the show airs, it's going to happen. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, what, what, what? Stage it now, everybody. Stage it now. <laughs> All right, Lisa. We've tallied up your score, and congratulations, you got enough right. <laughs> She's gone. Lisa won her very own Ask Me Another Anagram t-shirt. Thank you, Uzo Aduba, you are incredible. Thank you. And I'll see you a little later in the show when we put you in the puzzle hot seat. Uzo yes. Aduba, everybody. If you have a lot of trivia imprisoned in your mind that you'd like to release, come be a contestant on Ask Me Another. Sign up at amatickets.org. We will send you a quiz and see if you have what it takes to make it in the big house of trivia. Our next game is called Take Me to This River, and here to play it are John Schwartz and Kevin Donahoe. You have a very interesting job, writer for the New York Yankees. Yes. Yes. What was the uh, subject of your most recent piece? Ivan Nova, the pitcher. Okay, yeah. Coming back from surgery, so. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it, it, was a, it was about potential and hope and excitement? He made it back. He made it back. There you go. All right, that's, that's a good story. I hope so. Okay, very good. Kevin is a protection engineer. I don't Very even know what that is. Very exciting. Yes. What is it? I design protection and control systems for electric substations. Yay! Wow! <laughs> Very glamorous. That's, but I like that you're also a gambler. <laughs> I have I have played the games. Okay, what's your what is your game of choice? <laughs> What is right, no, it, it's slot machines. I'm not, I'm not big time. You won't see me on a, a big river boat with the little hat on or anything. Okay. No, it's just, I like to push the button, watch the lights, you know. All right, so this is a music game, and so I'm going to hand it over to our house musician, Jonathan Colton. So we all know Al Green's classic song, Take Me to the River, which has, of course, been covered multiple times, most famously by Talking Heads, and, of course, Big Mouth Billy Bass. So, it is our turn to cover this song. I'm going to sing you a verse about a famous river somewhere on this planet, and you have to tell me which river it is. And we'll move on to our final round at the end of the show. You ready? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Don't know why I love it like I do To see this river waiting a queue Starts in the Cotswolds, ends in the North Sea Gives all of London water for tea. Kevin. That must be the Thames. It must be the Thames. You're correct. <laughs> I don't think they really make tea out of it. From Himalayas to the Bay of Bengal. Bathtub for millions. Redemption for all. There's more pollution than you've ever seen. But it's so holy. Washes you clean. Kevin. Ganges? Ganges is correct. The name sounds like the disease you would get from being in it. I got Ganges. A case of the Ganges. I got Ganges. 4,000 miles, one country. The three gorges down, the sauces in the mountains. Starts its flow in Qinghai Then Sichuan and Hunan Head in 
to Shanghai. Kevin. Yellow River? Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think you physically injured someone here in the room by saying the incorrect answer. No. I don't think we... Uh, myself. In, uh, no. It's a good, it's a good guess. It's not the Yellow River. John, do you know the answer? Yangtze? Yangtze is correct. No, Kevin, we just didn't anticipate anyone would know another river. <laughs> that would possibly... <laughs> right. who, who was it out there who went, oh? Yeah, yeah you knew it. You it knew hurt. It. So. And you're like, don't say Yellow River. Don't say Yellow River. <laughs> I knew it could come up. Uh, all right, this is here's a not funny joke. This part of the song is the bridge. No. <laughs> she goes over it. I just thought of that joke right now. That's pretty good. That's and pretty I decided good. to say it out loud. Yeah, no, it's good. You know what? I'm glad I did. <laughs> I'm glad you did too. Sloths and piranhas. Frogs and anacondas and the plants and the plants started in the Andes. It's H2O in motion, like all rivers, flowing through Brazil to the Atlantic Ocean. John? The Amazon? The Amazon, you got it. the river that puts all those bookstores out of business. <laughs> We're almost out of rivers, everybody. <laughs> yeah, there's only one There are only left. four or five rivers in the world. <laughs> You've been crossing them off your list. Yeah. You know exactly what's coming next. This is your last clue. Don't know why they call it the old man Where the golden age of steamboats began from Minnesota to the Gulf Coast Basin Makes me want to reread Huck Finn John The Mississippi That's correct Well, Art Chung, how do our contestants do? John is our winner and he's moving on to the final round Congratulations We did it. We cleverly disguised a river game as fun. <laughs> <laughs> just barely, just barely. Coming up, we'll cook the books, and guess what? They taste better than kale. And we'll sentence our VIP Orange is the New Black's Uzo Aduba to the puzzle hot seat, so don't go anywhere. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> take a moment to thank and share a message from our sponsor, Airbnb. When you travel with Airbnb, you can live in over 2 million homes around the world. You don't have to experience a city like a tourist. Don't go to Paris to wait in lines. Don't go to LA to take a bus tour. And don't go to Tokyo to pose for the same photos. Paint the view from your host's garden. Wake up to the sunrise on a houseboat or have someone ask you for directions. Feel at home, explore your host's neighborhood, and truly experience a city. Live there, even if it's just for one night. Airbnb. If you think we mix it up on Ask Me Another, you should take a listen to the new NPR podcast, Code Switch. Hosted by Gene Demby and Shireen Marisol Miraji, Code Switch is a new podcast that helps us understand how race and identity crash into everything else in our lives. From music to food to sports, all from a diverse group of journalists. Sometimes they'll make you laugh. Other times, you might get a little bit uncomfortable, but it will always be unflinchingly honest. Find Code Switch on npr.org slash podcasts and on your NPR One app.
Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung. And right now, we're going to cook the books with Julia Rowney and Dan Durkin. Julia, you are a fashion school dropout that became a math teacher at a prep school. Yeah. That is a good, I like the path. Well, I was a math teacher first, you were a, a fashion te- school dropout. And what then. made you leave fashion school? You know how on Project Runway, everyone seems really mean? Yeah. You think to yourself, oh, God, that's just great TV. You know, everyone's nice, just like teachers. Yeah, they're just making it better television by being full of conflict, sure. No, it's real. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) And then you were like, I'm not dealing with these people for years. No, so I went back to teaching middle schoolers. (laughs) Dan here has an amazing ability that is specific to our show as our prize for many of our contestants is an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. And you can solve one in under two minutes. Is that right? Yes, I can. And how long have you had this uh, skill? I found myself with a lot of spare time in between my freshman and sophomore year of college uh, when I was living at home in Pennsylvania. Sounds like a fun summer, Dan. (laughs) And what made you think this is the particular thing I'm going to spend my time on? I was 19 years old. I couldn't go to a bar. (laughs) <laughs> this is the best, best thing I had going for me. Well, okay, so this game uh, that you guys are both perfectly skilled for, we think that Americans don't read as much as they should, but they love watching cooking shows. <laughs> so in this game, we are combining the two activities. We're going to give you a description of a famous book along with some information about a food or beverage, and you have to tell us what the mashed-up new title is of each cookbook. Yeah, let's go to our puzzle guru, Art Chung, to give us a fine example of this. Yeah, let's give this a shot. Truman Capote's account of Kansas farm murders revealed a bone-chilling truth. The killers were a fan of a dish featuring finely chopped meat and congealed bodily fluids. The answer to that would be in-cold-blood sausage. In-cold-blood and blood sausage. But not all the answers will be that delicious. And here is a hint. The title of the book will always be first, followed by the food or beverage. All right, here we go. In Ernest Hemingway's classic novella, an aging fisherman struggles to reel in a giant marlin, then says, screw it, and kicks back with a refreshing summer cocktail containing cranberry juice, grapefruit juice, and vodka. Julia. The Old Man in the Sea Breeze. Oh, yeah. Finally, a Hemingway book with a happy ending. That's right. (laughs) Tom Wolfe's Chronicle of the U.S. Space Program describes how the astronauts were disappointed that the moon wasn't made of cheese. Instead, they were forced to use ricotta to fill their conch-shaped pasta. Dan. The Right Stuffed Shells. Yes! Laura Hillenbrand's 2001 nonfiction book about a legendary championship horse reveals why he ran so fast. Waiting for him at the end of the finish line was a delicious southern breakfast dish featuring round breads drenched in a savory sauce. Julia. Sea biscuits and gravy? Delicious and correct. Margaret Wise Brown's classic bedtime story features farewells to things we all have in our rooms. Two little kittens, a red balloon, and a southern treat made with graham crackers, marshmallow filling, and a chocolate coating. Julia. Good night, moon pie. Mm, Yes. I feel like that's what you say to a moon pie when you eat it at midnight, right? Good night, moon pie. (laughs) Michael Lewis examines pro football through the story of an impoverished young player adopted by a family that offers him love next to a small dish of leafy greens with his choice of Italian or ranch. Julia. The blindside salad? That's right. This is your last clue. This Charles Portis Western features a 14-year-old girl seeking to avenge her father's death with the help of Marshall Rooster Cogburn and some coarsely ground cornmeal boiled in milk. Ooh. Dan. True grits? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah! 
Ophira, both contestants did amazing, but Julia, congratulations, you're moving on to the final round. It's time to play a game with our very important puzzler, so let's bring back Uzo Aduba. Welcome back. Hi. Uzo, you brought your own opponent. I did indeed. Okay. Who did, I did indeed. Who did you bring? My sister, Chi-Chi. Oh. Are you uh, opponents right now, or are you sisters? Opponents. opponents. Got it. <laughs> now, she referred to you as Chi-Chi. Is that a preferred nickname? Yes, you can call me Chi-Chi. <laughs> but your full name is Chioma? Chioma, yep. That's beautiful. Thank you. Chioma. But got you, it for my birthday. You got it for your birthday? <laughs> Brand new birthday. And growing up, were you guys competitive with each other or because uh, you're close in age, were you always playing together because there was other kids around so that therefore you have the most in common? Well, we definitely played together. Like this has been my longest running teammate in my life, <laughs> period. Like absolutely. We've been roommates since we were kids. We were roommates when we lived in New York and my very best friend. Oh. <laughs> Chi-Chi, your response. <laughs> so, Uzo, when we asked you if you had a, have a specific area of expertise that you would like to do a game about, you told us, I do indeed, TV theme songs from the late 80s. Well, I'm glad they asked you. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping I do not regret that choice. <laughs> like... Chi-Chi, did you watch a lot of uh, late 80s television as well? This is... I did not. Okay, all right. <laughs> So it's no. a totally fair competition. Yeah. Yes. Wait a minute. It's not fair at all. Well, we're going to tap into one of your expertises <laughs> by reciting the lyrics from some favorite TV show themes. And the winner will get to watch TV after dinner also and ask me another prize. Here we go. Identify this television show from these song lyrics. There is a time for love, a time for living. My thing's not working. <laughs> You have to wait to the end. Oh, you have to wait to the end. She, she has to wait to the end. Don't even. I beeped first. So, like, I'm gonna let you answer after the first line. Go ahead. Who's the, what is it? No. Who's the boss? <laughs> wow. I didn't realize. Okay. Who's I'm the really boss? Excited is to have correct. That. Sometimes the audience likes to know what the whole question is. Sorry. They like to hear it all because they don't know it from just the first couple oh, of yeah. words. <laughs> Here we yes. go. When I wake up in the morning. You <laughs> just asked for clarification. Now, in track and field, we would, we would call that a false, false start. start. Thank you. All right. All right, fine. Take your marks. Yes. We're so into this. <laughs> when I wake up in the morning and the alarm gives out a warning, I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab my books, and I give myself a look. I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's all right, because I'm... Come on. It's from... No! That's, that's Choma. That's Choma. Saved by the bell. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are, like, blowing out the buzzer system. You're, you're... They did. They, they froze the buzzer they system, like, nine times. Really? Show me that smile again. Oh. <laughs> Don't waste another minute on your crying. We're nowhere near the end. The best is ready to begin. As long as we got each other. <laughs> we got the world spinning right in our hands, baby, you and me. We got to be the luckiest dreamers who never quit dreaming. Uzo. Yes! What? Growing pain. Yes! <laughs> you guys are both like buzz buzzing, 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 buzzing. And then, and then we say who it is, and the other person's like, what? <laughs> Here's your last clue. Complete these lyrics. I know my parents love me. Oh. Stand behind me, come what may. I know now that I'm ready because I finally heard them say it's a... I don't know. Wait. <laughs> wait. I know It's my... the title oh, of the show. Oh, 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 what, what, what? I know, oh. I know. Wait. Is that's, it me? That's yeah. Choma. It's like an old man singing in a cranky voice. <laughs> 
Oh, God, I know this. And this is a winner, isn't it? Do you want to give a, a hint? Uh, Lisa Bonet was the star of this show. Uh, Chi-Chi. Oh, oh, A Different World. There you go. Puzzle guru Archung, what happened between her VIP and her sister? I'm almost afraid to say it's a tie. Whoa. <laughs> I'm not going to have to say what I usually say, which is hands on your buzzers. <laughs> <laughs> They're there. Here's the question. Joe Cocker's cover of the Beatles hit with a little help from oh, my friends. Oh, 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 here, 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 here. I got it. Present. I'm going to call here. you. Here. Uza? No. Yes. Ding. No. One ding. One ding. <laughs> one ding. What is the one ding? <laughs> that is correct. Oh, man. Uh, I felt like I was uh, in an 80s sitcom. <laughs> All right, congratulations. Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion. So let's bring back Patrick, Chelsea, John, and Julia to play our Ask Me One More final round. Our puzzle guru, Archung, will lead this final round called On the Double. Ophira, in this final round, every correct answer will be a word or phrase containing the word double. So if I said this type of actor frequently appears in film nude in a place of more famous actors, you would answer body double. We're playing the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give me that answer, and the last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. For your prize, you'll receive a fabulous set of prayer candles featuring all the inmates from Orange is the New Black... And Uzo will record for you a very special outgoing message for your voicemail. So, great prize. Remember, every answer will contain the word double in it. Here we go. Patrick, double your pleasure, double your fun is the famous slogan of what brand of Wrigley gum? Double mint. That's right. <laughs> Chelsea, it's the kind of suggestive joke found in the line, is that a gun in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? Double entendre. Correct. John, people commonly use this term to describe the fact that men can go topless in public, but women can't. Double standard. That is a double standard. You got it. <laughs> Editorializing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Julia, often used to melt chocolate, it's a piece of kitchenware that's really two pots in one. Double boiler. Double boiler. Patrick, he's a Civil War hero who people have said invented baseball in 1839, but he probably didn't. Alexander Doubleday. It's not Alexander Doubleday. I wasn't looking for the first name, but... Doubleday, then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give that to you. It's Abner Doubleday. Yeah. Chelsea, it's one of the band Foreigner's biggest hits. I'm gonna have to Double Vision. Wow, yeah, you pulled it out. John, it's a type of experiment where neither the participants nor the researchers know which group is the control. Double blind. Yep. <laughs> Julia, it's an Oliver Stone film about a president. Three seconds. Aww, oh. Double bubble. Double bubble is not <laughs> correct. Patrick, do you know the answer? Double jeopardy. Double Jeopardy is not that film. Sorry. We're going to Chelsea. W. W is correct. Sorry. We have to say goodbye to Julia and Patrick. A bit of a trick question there. Here we go. John. In 2010, KFC introduced this sandwich that uses two fried chicken fillets as the bun. Double down. <laughs> you knew that pretty quickly. That's right. Thanks. Chelsea, this 1980 album by John Lennon and Yoko Ono was released just three weeks before his death. Don't know. Shaking your head no. John, if you know the answer, you're our grand prize winner. Double fantasy? That's right. Congratulations. You, you. win these amazing Orange is the New Black prayer candles, which I'm sure will be a hit with all of your friends at the New York Yankees. 
I'm keeping all of them. There's no way I'm sharing them. Absolutely. And also, Uzo Duba has uh, agreed to leave a outgoing message for you on your phone. Uzo, John, John, Uzo. Hi. This is Uzo Duba from Orange is the New Black. I'm sure you think you came here to call John, but here I am. Uh, if you could just leave a voicemail message for him, he'd be happy to get back to you. Be sure you leave a name, number, time that you called, what your concern is, and he'll get back to you at his available time. <laughs> if you don't leave a voicemail and all of those details, well, then I'll have to get really Suzanne Crazy Eyes Warren on you, and I will cut you! Thank you for calling. <laughs> uh, that was incredible. And that's our show. Thanks for playing. Check out our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, and you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at NPR Ask Me Another. And come see us live or apply to be a contestant. Just go to amatickets.org. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing by Greg Lightman, Greg Pliska, Greg Volk, and senior writer Karen Lurie. Ask Me Another is produced by Denny Shin, Lena Mazitsis, Mike Katzif, Annabelle Bacon, along with Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore and Noriko Akabe. Our executive producer is Jesse Baker. Ask Me Another was created by Eric Newsom. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, we head to Orlando, Florida, where NASA scientists Melissa Jones and Joy Amasa tell us how to land a spacecraft on Earth and how to grow vegetables in space. Plus, actor and television host Mike Rowe talks about working for QVC, a job he was fired from three times. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.